BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Patrick Williams wants to be a larger part of the Chicago Bulls offense this upcoming season. Plus, the Bulls secretly are still unsure if Alonzo Ball will ever play again. We're talking about those two so- topics as well as dive into the mailbag. All that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm the host here, Hayes, but more importantly, you guys can follow the channel at Bulls Central Pod on every social media platform we happen to be on. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into the content for today. First up, we want to talk about the recent comments from Patrick Williams, which allude to him taking a larger role in the Chicago Bulls offense. He said this, for me, it's been trying to get the ball in my hands more, which obviously I love. For us to win, I have to carry some load offensively. I have to score the ball. That's just the player I want to be in this league. I want to be one of the best two-way players in the game. I have the talent and the skills to do that. Now, he also said this. Uh, it's I've always been this size, this strong, this, this athletic. I've got this bounce. I just knowing It's just knowing how to use it, when to use it, how to get downhill instead of settling for pull-ups or has he maybe then a big shoulder to get to the rim all the way. Is this not, this is what we've been asking for Patrick Williams to do for so long, right? And like I've said before, and everything so far right now gets the caveat of this is what you're supposed to say in training camp, right? You're supposed to say the right things, but we have to see it in practice. But I'll tell you what, if Patrick Williams is able to start carrying a larger part of the load offensively, not only does that alleviate things from the other players, but it also puts him into being in the position that he that he more so is suited to fit. Patrick Williams has the potential to be not only just a two-way player, but he can be a, a, a forward that you can run some point forward things with. Now, I'm not saying do that a lot. And if any uh, big uh, from the either power forward or center position is going to do that, I would rather see Nikola Vucevic run some more point, uh, you know, play a point big man sometimes with, you know, having things go through him. But at the end of the day, that is ultimately what you want to see from Patrick Williams. And, you know, a lot of people did talk about how Patrick Williams has slimmed down a little bit, right? And what that can do as far as him taking players off the dribble, things like that. Now, I want to be clear here. What Patrick Williams' value is, is not oh, it's not just going to be on the offensive side of the ball. And while I know a lot of fans, some more casual or not than others, are like they look at that score total and they kind of try to dictate a player's value by that because defense isn't always the thing that's easily to tell by stats, right? But when you add in the fact that Patrick Williams was, was the most, the, the least scored on player in isolation last year, on top of what we know he can be as an all on ball defender, you want, like Patrick Williams' defense has always been a strong part of his game. Not to say that he can't strengthen that as well, 
and he's never really been a player that's gotten the type of offensive shots per game that really even show that he's that he's had the the the, the role necessarily to be a big time scorer in this league. But I'll tell you what, if he can bring that on with the with the brand of defense that he that he uh that he plays regularly, you're looking at a player that is it can be one of the better two-way players in the game, right? Even when you look towards one of his collegiate teammates in Devin Vassell, who I really do love Devin Vassell, right? But when you look at Devin Vassell, he, in his rookie season, he had 4.9 shots per game. You look at Patrick Williams, he had 7.4 shots per game, right? And they they came into, you know, offenses in very different roles, right? Devin Vassell, his rookie season averaged 17 minutes per game, whereas Patrick Williams averaged 27 minutes per game in his rookie year. But, you know, 5.5 points per game for Devin Vassell, whereas Patrick Williams averaged 9.2 his rookie year, right? And then you look at his second year. Devin Vassell's shots went up to 10.8 per game. His scoring went up to 12.3. Patrick Williams, he... he he saw, he saw less shots, 6.0 a shots in his, in his sophomore year. But, again, we know that's when uh, DeMar joined the team, Lonzo joined the team. Uh, he was also hurt. He only played 17 games that season. So he never really got that, that you know, that, that extra ump. But then when you look at the third year, that's when the players start separating themselves. Devin Vassell, uh, he got 15 shots per game. He only played 38 games last season, right, whereas uh, uh, Patrick Williams played all 82 games but got 8.3 shots per game. His scoring went up to 10.2, whereas Devin Vassell's went up to 8.5. I'm not really comparing the players more so to, uh, because of their their positions are different and the way that they're utilized in their offense are different, but that is what how you build, right? And one thing that I always go to with a good way to develop a player is Greg Popovich because he just adds more on. Once he sees you're ready and you've done something well, bet, what's the next thing that we can do? We haven't really seen that with Patrick Williams. And if his words are true, right, and to me, the, what I've taken and learned from Patrick Williams over these years he's been a Chicago Bull is that, you know, if he's saying it, it means that th- those are conversations that are happening. And it probably is a conversation that him and Billy Donovan are having. And when you link this back to what Billy Donovan talked about in his media day, even saying, right, that maybe to unlock Patrick Williams' offense, and I'm paraphrasing here, it means that running Patrick Williams with the bench a little bit more to get him more opportunities. Not to, not saying to, that he can't be a starter, but it just that he said specifically, maybe you get him more opportunities being out there with the bench unit so he can kind of be more featured. And if that is a plan that Billy Donovan actually has and he sticks to and we see it in reality, you could see Patrick Williams' offensive game start rounding out some. So it's good that the young guy has the right mindset about his offense and realizing for this team to go to the next level, what have I, what have I been saying? We need one to two of the young players to step up in their role. And if Patrick Williams can do that, it can definitely help this Bulls team exceed the expectations around the league uh, for them. And, you know, right now people are counting them out. There was something I saw the other day of the top 10 teams in the Eastern Conference to make the playoffs and the play-in, and the Bulls were left off that list, right? For the Bulls to excel, not only does their style of play need to change somewhat, but also the way that they go about it, right? They need a player to step up, and that could be Kobe, that could be Patrick Williams. What we're hearing from training camp so far is really good things from both those players. So, you know, we end up seeing what it ends up being, and, you know, we get a game tonight, right, with seeing what the Bulls are going to be able to bring. So we'll get to see all that. Let's hope that it that it works out for, for the player in Patrick Williams and for the team long-term. Now, when we're talking about long-term as well, we got to get into our next topic, and that is – um, Lonzo Ball, right? So it came out yesterday via Jamal Collier that the Chicago Bulls are optimistic, um, you know, that that Lonzo Ball can return to basketball, but there are still many that are unsure if he will ever play for the team again because of the long rehab process. Now, this is just the reality of it, right? And I think when you look at, at the fact that 
they're not saying that they don't necessarily think he's good. I know that triggers some Lonzo Ball fans when you're like, oh, well, he may not play basketball at all, even though that is a reality. But, hey, you guys get triggered by it. I'm going to try to respect your feelings on that one, right? But to hear that the Bulls are unsure if he'll ever play for them again, that's a real reality that you have to ask, right? And, yeah, Lonzo Ball hasn't had a setback um, in, in, what, six months or something like that, which is good. Do not get me wrong. That is good. You still have to worry about it. Will that setback come, right? And he's still not taking on, you know, the, he's not really rehabbing in the sense where you're doing like workouts to get yourself back on the court yet, right? It's all kind of building up the strength back in that knee right now. Once that happens, which there's probably another year left of that, right? Almost a year left of that. And then you have another few months of, then you're, then you're doing those drills and those things to see, all right, now can you do the, bat, the, the cutting needed on the basketball court, right? And so, you know, we'll see. And the thing is, when you look at it, Alonzo Ball went down in a game against the Golden State Warriors back in January 14th of 2022, right? That's how long it's been since Lonzo Ball has been out of the game of basketball, right? So, you know, we're talking, what, 21, 22 months at that point? So, you know, let's see what happens when it comes to, to Lonzo. Like, I know everybody is excited and they want to see Lonzo back on the court and him saying the things that I plan to play. It's all great, and that's where his mindset needs to be. I want to be clear on that. But the doubt around if he's going to be able to return is still legit, whether you get triggered by that or not, right? It's still legit that there is doubt that Lonzo Ball is going to be able to return. And then even then, even if you eliminate the doubt that he can return, still you still have that question of what is he going to be upon his return? And if you think his game's not going to have to change at least somewhat, then you're fooling yourself, at least initially, right? Being out of a sport for two seasons, right? He's going to, two and a half seasons is what he's going to end up missing when it's all said and done. And that if there is no setbacks, it takes a while to get that rhythm, that timing back, right? We saw it here with Derrick Rose. Now, very different types of injuries, but Derrick, when he, the ACL, then came back and then went down with the meniscus, right? It takes time when you're outside of basketball that long to not only get the trust back in your body, but then even that mental part of that game, right? So, we end up seeing, like, Lonzo Ball is a fierce competitor. And like I've said before, he's trained his whole life for this. This is what it's been built of. This is what it's been built around. This is what he's, his development has been for. And so, you know, hopefully, we, I think everybody in the basketball world wants to see Lonzo Ball. We love a redemption story. And the redemption story that possibly could be there with Lonzo Ball coming back to basketball is one that most basketball fans, even if you're not a Bulls fan, not a Lonzo fan, would love to be able to see because it's something in there that as humans we all relate to is that redemption story. Hopefully, Lonzo Ball can get back on the basketball court. But there is the, the doubt around that that ability or the reality of that happening is legit, even though some people don't want to get late, lend credence to that. But we'll talk about that as the story goes on. But all right, enough of me yapping. It's Mailbag Day. we got two voicemails we're going to play for today. This first one, this one's from Big Rob. Hey, hey, this is Big Rob. Experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, Bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code BULLCENTRAL. But the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code BULLCENTRAL to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. West Side, many blessings to you. I was 
I had two quick questions for you and a comment. You know, won't take up much of your time. Uh, the training camp underway, I'm excited to pump as a Bulls fan. But if you had to make a prediction right now from how the Rock is set up, where do you see them in the standings? What do you believe will be their record? I think they'll probably win 42, maybe 44 wins this year, but I'm not sure if I'm being overenthusiastic about it, which leads to the, my other question is, out of the players on the roster, who do you think, outside of Patrick Williams needing to step up, who do you expect should step up? And I'm asking you, do you is it Ildis Hubel? Is it Damon Terry? If you had to pick just one outside of Patrick Williams, who really needs to step up for the team to contribute um, on the roster? Because Obviously, you know the big three, they have to make their, what they have to do, but I believe that they can make adjustments to help the younger players. And leads to my last uh, comment, through everything that's going on, can the Bulls be the most positive thing to happen for Chicago? Because it seems like, because they didn't make the playoffs, White Sox didn't make it, Bears we know are not going to go anywhere, Blackhawks are too early to tell, but... Can the Bulls be the most glimmer of hope that we have, you know, at least to say we have a team in the playoffs? Just wanted your opinion. Appreciate the time. God bless. Have a good one. Predicting the Bulls' record. Here's what I'll say, Rob. Um, For me, I've, said, I've, I've been consistent in this. I think between 42 to 45 wins is where I'm setting the base. And then I, I feel like we can even go higher than that depending on a young player taking a step, depending on if the talk around this offense is ch- that the offense changing is legit and we see that happen in reality, that can make things go even a bit further, right? And then, you know, you're just looking at those things, and those are always the kind of things that are hard to come into, is like, all right, how much is this offense realistically going to change? How much are role players like a Javon Carter, like a Torrey Craig, really going to help evolve the Chicago Bulls offense, right, because of their skill set being needed and the half-court defense, right? How do we step up and evolve as a team with another year of continuity? Right, there's Io, like move players moving back also to their more natural roles, right? Io is a is a damn good combo guard. Like, do not get me wrong. Io is a player that I think is gonna have a long NBA career. But one thing that we saw him miscast, at least for right now, is being that point guard that has to set up other players and not be a point guard that really has his own opportunity to just find his own rhythm offensively. He's not gonna probably have that on the bench as long as those minutes are there for him, right? You look at a player like Kobe White, what that growth is and has been for him, and if he does end up being that starting point guard, which looks like more likely the case, at least for this first preseason game, how does he grow in that role, right? Uh, uh, Zach Levine coming in now, starting the season fully healthy, what does that end up being for him? So those type of questions and what how that could work, how the Bulls are they going to have the health that they had last season, which is kind of rare in the NBA to have that level of health, but if they do have that consistently, what does that then look like for the team? All those questions are around, and we'll end up seeing what it ends up being for this Chicago Bulls team. And I hope, hope, hopefully, for once, we're able to talk about things and us exceeding expectations like we did that first year after this team came together in that first half of that, of that season, us exceeding those expectations. Can we get back to that? I hope so, because not only is it fun to talk about, but this is my team. This is the team that I love. This is the team that I spend my personal time watching every single game. So I want to see this team be able to excel in every way possible. All right, let's get into the second voicemail. This one's from Big O. What's going on? Hey, it's Big O, man. Uh, watching one of your videos, I had to call in, man, because I, I love to hear what you said regarding what Boop said as far as, um, you know, just adding more to the offense and not being a boring, lame, predictable offense. And, you know, that's all I've been saying for a long time. I hear you echo it for, for the longest. It's, it's 
you know, it's just easier to watch and easier for the players to have fun when players are moving, cutting. I mean, like you said, the ball is getting shared, more three-point shots getting up, more rebounds being had. It's just more fun to play basketball that way. And I'll even give you another example. This gym I go to out here by my house, you know, uh, I remember one time I went up there, and, um, you know, I'm playing with four other guys who I don't know. Like, we're not friends. We just link up at the court one day or at the gym one day, and we playing together. And only thing I remember, one of the guys saying, hey, well, uh, you know, we don't know each other well, so what we're going to do is every time you pass it, cut. When you pass it, cut, just automatically. You know, I'm like, cool, that, that, that's dude, that's play like that then. And when I tell you, we won like six games in a row because nobody beat us, and it was all, the ball was popping around, and you would think we've been playing together for years. Everybody getting the ball because every time, I pass it, I cut, the defense ain't quick enough, not reacting quick enough, I'm getting easy layup, a different man jumping out on me, somebody else man jumping out on me, I'm passing it to, to the man that he was guarding, you know what I mean, and everybody, the ball just popping around, you know what I mean, guys taking three-point shots, they missed four, five in a row, we still kicking it out to him because he's just so wide open, we like, go get you one, go get you one, you know what I mean, everybody having fun, you know what I mean, and that's how it's supposed to be played, and that's without even Billy Donovan having to call play. You know what I mean? When you talk about just pass, cut, and move. You know what I mean? We don't I might you I don't need to call plays if we playing that freely. You know what I mean? That way I can save my playbook for, you know, inbound calls or last second or game winning type of situations or clutch situations. You know what I mean? Which is what we know Billy how Billy Donovan wants to play. He don't want to call plays. He wants to run a uh, un, you know what I mean? Uh, uh, unpredictable offense. So, but the best way to get a player like that is to make sure everybody is moving. So, you hit it right on the head. I also want to, uh, tap into the Kobe thing. Hey, he giving Kobe every opportunity to shine, hey. He giving every, he giving Kobe every opportunity to win that spot. And I think that's the best way to go about it. That don't mean Javon still won't have it. Cause I'm pretty sure he probably look at Javon like we, I know what the Javon going to bring. Kobe. And I think what Big O is explaining there is simple read and react offense. Now, I want to say this, right? And to be fair, I don't want to make it seem like NBA offense is more is 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 less is more is more simplistic, if I can find my words, is more simplistic than what it is. Even though watching the, the teams as simple as the offense looks, no matter how bad or good the offense is, there are so many complexities there into options and things like that. That is more than what we will ever understand unless we have that playbook. But what I, what you're talking about is just getting back to the instincts, right? Getting back to the basics of basketball, moving without the ball. That is something that, that can help this team so much if we just didn't have so many players that stood around as much as they did last season, right? And if we can get to that, if we can get to having a team that moves without the ball, then you can get to that simple read and react. Then you can get into those options and and, and vari variations that you have on each offensive play, right, of where the ball can end up and who can end up taking that shot. We need to get to that, right? And that's why I've been saying so much in these uh, episodes here leading up to this first preseason game is that is really what I want to see from this team is a team that not only moves without the ball, right, but then the ball moves freely around that too. When you get ball movement, player movement, that right there can keep the defense on its toes. Now, how good you are executing that, that remains to be seen. But that is why, like, 
Billy Donovan, I hope, in these practices are, are, are saying, like, if you're standing around, I need to know why. I need you to explain to me why you think standing around at this free throw line was the best option when we're, when we're uh, working the ball around, right? You can't, and that, for what like Patrick Williams said, he wants the ball in his hands more. You don't get that if you're not moving without the ball because guess what? If you're just standing there and not moving, guess what the defender's going to do if I try to pass it to you? That's the easy passing lane to be picked. Player movement, ball movement. Those are the two things that I think at, at most right now can help the Bulls team. And then when you talk about operating from the inside out with Vooch, that's another wrinkle, right? Using uh, Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan's ability to isolate when you need it the most rather than making that the offense, right? That should be part of the offense that you go to when you need it rather than it being the offense. That's what we need to see from the Chicago Bulls team. And let's hope that we get it this season. Be able to talk about what we see tonight going down in the first preseason game. But guys, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central. Make sure you guys are following the show at Bulls Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullscentralpod at gmail.com. And then lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail for the mailbag, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. I also want to send shout-outs to Steve-O, C-Dub, for holding down the channel while I'm gone. But I'm back, baby, and it's game day. It's game day! And we'll be back with the pregame, postgame, and halftime hangouts. And still owe you guys another full daily episode for the mailbag. So make sure you get those voicemails in. Probably wait to drop that one till after the game to give this and the postgame show some, some space. But I want to hear your guys' thoughts. So make sure you guys sound off when those bas- after that basketball game. But guys, thank you so much for being the best part of Chicago Bulls Central. And I'll see you guys. Hey, see you guys soon, man. Like I like to end everything on. Love you guys. Go Bulls. See you right if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.